Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This episode 46 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today, we're going over our Christmas win over the New York Giants, and we're going to preview the Arizona Cardinals. I hope everyone had an awesome holiday weekend. Not over yet. Still have another three-day weekend coming up here for New Year's for most of us here in the U.S. But I don't know. Did you guys like football on Christmas? It was interesting having three games on Monday. I definitely gave you something to pay attention to and watch. I did make my fantasy football championships. That's pretty exciting. But next year, if it's on Tuesday, hopefully they don't bring any Tuesday football games to us there on Christmas. But anyway, Eagles got a win, which is always good. Beat the New York Giants. Let's break it down. Kind of a weird game. Didn't struggle too much in this one. We were able to score 20 points in the first half, and you went into half feeling pretty darn good about ourselves. 20-3. to Looked like it was going to be a runaway game and a blowout here. Just another one in the running long history of the last 10 games or so here against the Giants. We've really just owned them. And then they come out in the third quarter and uh, all hell starts breaking loose. I mean, typically the way the season has gone, we've been a pretty good second half team. Not so not so great in the first half. This game was a opposite. Starting the second half, we have a kickoff return where Boston Scott gets ran into by his own player and weird just super weird even watching it on replay it's like i don't understand if they're trying to do a reverse because if you're trying to do a reverse you'd run horizontal and he just ran straight back into him i don't know if he was trying to block and he missed her it was some weird shit man and boston scott fumbles giants get the ball score very easily right after that in three plays eagles punt and then we have an interception come up where goddard slipped on his route pick six you know, I mean, those things happen. It's just kind of a fluky play. And there's been a few fluky interceptions. Now, Hertz has had fumbles. He's had interceptions. And he's definitely way up this year over last when it comes to the turnovers. But I wouldn't blame this interception necessarily on anybody. It's just, you know, grass, you slip, pick six, it happens. But that fumble on that kickoff, I mean, that's not the way you want to set the tone for the second half of the game, especially when you've been playing pretty well. And that just made it 2018. There you go. The Giants are right back in the game. Eagles are fighting for their lives. Luckily, the Eagles responded with a touchdown of their own, going eight plays over 75 yards in four minutes, 27-18. Then we end up kicking a field goal, give them a little more comfortable. And then we gave up where I think, you know, when we talk about the grand scheme of things about the defense, where an unacceptable 75-yard play to Darius Slayton, just easy money over the top for a touchdown. Giants gets 25 points. We respond with a field goal of our own. That's the frustrating part about this is special teams turnover, and especially he's been pretty good. I mean, Britton Covey had a fantastic first half of punt returning. You know, Boston Scott typically has played pretty well against the Giants. But you have a fumble and a kickoff, interception return. You let this team hang around, come back into the game. They had no hope coming out of halftime. They were not going to be playing hard at all. And we made this game way harder than it needed to be. But if you look at the way the last couple of weeks have gone, I mean, we were in control. Now you're playing a very inferior team, and I think that needs to be said. We've played the Cowboys and the Niners and the Chiefs and the Bills and all these great teams. feels kind of good to be playing against a team that maybe doesn't necessarily have the firepower to keep up with the Eagles. But when you give away interception returns, when you give away 15-yard fields, I mean, you're going to keep any team in the league here in, in the game. So I'm encouraged by the offense's performance. I mean, you scored three touchdowns. You had multiple field goals you were driving up and down the field and and that was the stuff I like to see you saw some things like 
Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith have an option routes where Devonta cut in the middle, had that 36-yard touchdown. Great to see him getting involved in the slot. You saw Goddard getting more involved with some curl routes, some over the top, some corner. I mean, there was a bunch of stuff that the Eagles were doing, and I think they're in an interesting situation where they can start to try and wrinkle out some things for the playoffs. I know that sounds silly when you still have two regular season games, but with the talent level that they're seeing on the other side of the field, I think they're trying to work through some of those things, work on some of their offensive tendencies. They ran the ball pretty darn well. Hertz had over 300 yards passing for the first time since October. You had Swift with almost 100 yards. He had 92 yards on 20 carries. That's encouraging to see. You look at overall running back carries, there's 27 of them. Fantastic. Touchdown for Swift. Brown got his. Devonta got his. Goddard got his. So overall, I mean, the offense was pretty much humming. Now on defense, the really disappointing part is this defensive line that has so many resources put into it from first round picks to big money to extensions, all these things. This Giants offensive line is the worst in the league by far. They've given up, I think, 76 sacks. The next closest teams in the 60s really was expecting this defensive line to get after DeVito. Now, he did get benched, and Tyrod Taylor came in, and the pass coverage was pretty good, actually. I mean, Kelly Ringo on the outside, the rookie cornerback, has been playing fantastic in Slay's absence. And I hope when Slay comes back that they just put Ringo over there and put Bradbury on the bench or maybe in the slot. Although, Vonta Maddox is coming back, so a little bit of embarrassment of riches there when it comes to the options, especially with the way the early season has gone with all these different combinations. The fact that Ringo is playing well now really opens up the playbook. So the defensive line, it's just it's really frustrating to have these players where Jordan Davis, not exactly a pass rusher, and he had a, had a couple of good plays there, but he wasn't on the final drive for the Giants whatsoever. Jalen Carter had his snaps reduced. I don't know if there was a disciplinary thing or he just wasn't playing super well, so they wanted to keep on the bench. But we got some old guys in front of you. We got Fletcher Cox, who's been playing pretty well, but Carter has been a revelation earlier in the season. I don't know if he's hitting the rookie wall. Depends on what exactly the issue is, but I mean, he's our first round pick, all world talent. You'd think they want to play him a little bit more than 33% of the snaps on defense. So Carter's definitely been struggling. Hassan Raddick's been playing fantastic. He's been getting his sacks. Josh Sweat on the other side, however, has not been. And the rotation on the defensive line and on the edge rusher side, Nolan Smith's been playing off linebacker a little bit, which is not exactly his strength. I'd like to see his hand in the dirt a little bit more. Can he play on the outside? He had some pretty good hits this past weekend. He had a couple slip out, but he's playing hard every time he's out there. Good things tend to occur when you're hitting the running back or quarterback hard. And then you have Brandon Graham, who obviously is up there in age, can give you quality snaps, maybe 10 to 15 a night. But this defensive line rotation's a little out of whack. They have the horses, see if they can stay healthy throughout the entirety of the game, stay fresh. And it's just weird to not see this defensive line dominate. They had a really fast pace earlier this year, obviously set a franchise record last year with 70 sacks. It's just it's, these offensive linemen need to get to the quarterback. And yes, the passing game has been quicker on the opposition. Yes, our secondary can be taken advantage of. So deep shots happen. But when people drop back, I'd like to see a little bit more movement, pockets collapsing, get some hands on some people. And I'm thinking here, especially with the last two games of the season, we can start to see some of that ramp up because it's going to be really important in the postseason that our defensive line again where a lot of resources have been put in starts to play well so how should you feel about beating the Giants I mean I feel pretty good about it I mean it's good to get a win especially after three straight losses the fact that the Niners lost and could have definitely been in the driver's seat for the number one seed had we just beat Seattle last week but you know we'll just uh move on from that I mean the Giants aren't very good obviously if we beat them 40 to 10 would you still feel better I don't know. I mean, I'd still kind of be like, it's the Giants, right? So it's just about getting a win. I don't care if it's by eight or by 15 or by 25. We're not passing any beauty tests this year. We're just not playing that kind of way. It's just not as easy as necessarily it was last year. I mean, we played easier teams last year. True. Yes, we've had tougher opponents this year, and it seems like all the games have been close. I mean, I just don't think we're going to get the blowout that we're looking for, unfortunately. 
Let's look at the weekend review. Cowboys lost, Niners lost, all good news. However, the Lions won. We can't keep the same record with the Lions because we lose some tiebreakers to them. So are the Eagles going to get the number one seed? Well, what we have to do is we have to win out, beat Arizona, beat New York, of course. The Cowboys need to beat the Lions on Saturday because that will drop the Lions record one below ours. And then we need the 49ers to lose at least one game. And so they have to play Washington and then they have to go and play L.A. With the injuries that the Niners have sustained after that Ravens game, they don't have their left tackle. Trent Williams looks like he has a groin injury. He's a huge part of what makes that team go and a big reason why they had a three game losing streak earlier in the year. Purdy also has a stinger. They may start Sam Darnold, and that may end up actually being an upgrade. We'll see about that. But losing Trent Williams isn't great. Some other injuries have been starting to creep up. I mean, there may be a team here that gets them. There is still hope. I think the biggest thing, though, was getting the two seed because we don't want to go to Detroit. So stuff. You got to choose between being a Cowboys hater or an Eagles fan. And in this case, I'm going to hope that the Cowboys actually win this week and beat the Lions because it ultimately helps the Eagles. I would say two seed. And then if the Niners want to give us a a New Year's gift and lose one of these next two games, we'll certainly take it. That one seed would be huge for that first round bye, of course. So I would like the Cowboys to win this weekend. And and it feels dirty to say that. I'm going to move on. Arizona. The return of John Gannon. I think he likes to be called Jonathan, but I'm not going to respect his wishes. So John Gannon. Enemy number one when it comes to the Super Bowl. I think a lot of Eagles fans blame him for the way that the Super Bowl went down. Obviously gave up a ton of touchdowns in the second half of that game. With a 10-point lead, I am not bitter. Well, I want to kick his ass. I mean, I think most of the players probably feel this way too. He was a little snaky. And I talked about this in earlier podcasts this year about how he basically cost us. Vic Fangio is our defensive coordinator. Obviously, defense hasn't been our strongest suit this year and maybe Vangio could or could not have helped but Dolphins haven't been necessarily a powerhouse on defense but they certainly are good having a veteran defensive coordinator could also help with game planning I could go on and on but he screwed us in more ways than one he lost the Super Bowl and he tampered so bad essentially that we were given a draft pick by Arizona to make it all right I want to just score as many touchdowns as possible on this team the good news is, is that the Calvary is coming on the injury report this week Zach Cunningham His knee looks like he's getting a little bit better. He's a limited participant. Nick Morrow, another linebacker, had an abdomen injury, limited participant as well. Landon Dickerson has full participation after that thumb surgery last week, so he should be back. We should have our whole offensive line, which is great. The biggest surprise and best news, I think, is Avante Maddox, cornerback, our nickelback, who is, when he's healthy, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, Doris Peck in the early going of the season. He was a full participant. He may play this week. And if he doesn't play this week, he'll probably play the last week of the year. So... Avante Maddox coming back is huge. A lot of flexibility on the back end. Let's say we get Slay back. Avante, yeah, Bradbury, maybe even Ringo rotating in every now and then on the other side. We could have a pretty decent secondary here going into the playoffs. Could be pretty exciting. Arizona has a few good players on their team. There's their three and twelve, so like we're not dealing with a powerhouse here. And they weren't very good last year either. But if Kyler Murray, a quarterback, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He was gone for the early part of the year with an injury, came back, he's been playing okay. You have James Conner in the backfield as a running back, less than 800 yards, less than six touchdowns. I mean, they can run the ball, of course, because Murray's always a threat to run. But their biggest threat offensively is Trey McBride, who Zach Ertz essentially gave the starting job to when he got cut. He's been playing pretty darn well, 70 catches, 700 yards, two touchdowns so far, but he's been a volume receiver. I would know because he's carried me to my fantasy football championship. (laughs) So uh, he gets targeted a lot. Hollywood Brown also is a speedster on the outside. He has a heel injury. Not sure if he's going to be playing or not. So again, we're talking about a team that doesn't really have a lot of firepower, can't keep up from a scoring perspective. We have to limit the tight end, keep Murray in the pocket. Make him make tight precision throws, which he's not fantastic at. He'd much prefer rather scramble, run down the field, 
get outside the pocket, make big plays. So the defense does not have a ton of talent. We're going against our former defensive coordinator. I would love to see the Eagles score into the 30s again. I think that'd be a good precedent to start setting is getting back to those higher level of scores, not in the 20s, not in the teens. Let's get into the 30s. Let's score some points. So I'm going to put it out there in the, in the world. Let's go for another 33. All right, let's go 33, and I'm going to go with Arizona 17. I think that might have been the score I predicted last week, but that game would have went the way we wanted it to without those interceptions and stuff. It may very well might have been. All right, so I'm going to blame the turnovers on that not coming to fruition. So I'm going to go 33-17. think it's a comfortable win. Arizona's not very good. I think that the Eagles really want to beat this team. We've got some cupcakes here at the end of the year. Work on some stuff. Get right. See if the offense can improve from a function perspective, from an execution perspective, and get ready for the playoffs. We're all unfortunately going to be Cowboys fans. Hopefully they beat the Lions, set us up for that two seed, almost guaranteed. With the injuries, I hope the Niners fall here. And if they don't lose to the Commanders, which they probably won't, but the Rams could get them because the Rams have been playing pretty well and division games are always tough. Capture that two seed, hopefully, and set ourselves up for a decent postseason run or at least give ourselves the best chance at having a postseason run. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe at the platform that you're listening to this on, it would be greatly appreciated. Go Birds!